manslaughter. There's a couple cases recently I wanted to get into, but I'm not going to. Again, we can just expect. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Sparked protests from U.S. senators in Washington. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year Watching movies bad, strange and weird Come in, dear Hey, Carl, do you hear? Hey, Carl I do hear okay by Michael We have, we have a little sound problem There's some weird people talking underneath you So I don't know if it's, uh, it's my computer so we're just going to stop and start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. My name is Mike Spiegelman. I am on the phone with Carl. Hey, this is Carl Not Spiegelman. Glad to be here. Yes, you're Carl Not Spiegelman, as uh, <laughs> we like to say. So uh, how are you, man? All right, good. Uh, too bad you're hearing voices underneath. Is it gone now that you've stopped the song? I just, uh, I don't know what's... Life, life is interesting, but yeah, no, it was it was playing and be under the song, so I don't know if it was uh, us or whatever. Uh, so anyway, who cares? Yeah, me not. Me not. So uh, anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, if you're listening, congr- thank you. Uh, we always love to have you listening. What we do is every week we find a movie on YouTube, usually a movie I read about uh, before YouTube existed, and you can only read about these movies. And now you can actually watch it. You don't have to read anymore. So uh, I find a movie that I read about, but I never had a chance to see. And then Carl sees it. Carl researches it uh, through the internet and books. And uh, and then we watch it together with you. So we let us all watch a movie. So, uh, Carl, what's the movie today? Today you have selected my science project. 1985, uh, this was the uh, year of Back to the Future, of real genius, of weird science. So this was the the teenage sci-fi comedy that didn't hit. So good choice, Mike. Yeah, I remember when that happened because usually sometimes Hollywood will have two or more movies with the same theme, whether they're a Volcano or Deep Impact or uh, yeah, yeah, Places of the, the Heart. One, it's a good example. Yeah, so this one, uh, Weird Science, everyone knew about. Uh, uh, Real Genius, everyone knew about. But this, this one... Uh, I knew of, but I never seen. And this is before Blue Velvet, and it has Dennis Hopper in it before he, his career kind of went back together. So, uh, you know, we all like that. Uh, so we're going to check that out. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to go to your YouTube. I'm going to go ahead and use my desktop uh, here, Safari. And we're going to look up this movie, and we'll watch it together. And this podcast is just one half of it. Uh, if you want the full experience, uh, watch and listen to us at the same time. And go to our website at Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. And you'll see stuff up there. Uh, I haven't put up Sundays yet, but I, w- I will have that very soon. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't look at the website, right? Yeah, you yeah. can absolutely look at it and go, where the heck is the movie? My God, that's like two weeks ago. 
And I do put the date in the title, even though it dates it, but because the recording is usually by the rec- by the date, I just want to make sure people can find it. But enough yeah. about me. So I'm going to go ahead into my science project. Yeah, my science project, 1985. And who's holding, uh, who's, uh, who's uh, YouTube page is on? I recommend the first one that comes up, Brian the Drummer. All right, sounds uh, good. It's yeah, 850,000 plus views. Right. Oh, so this one is probably the most popular. So when you do that, click it and then hit pause while it buffers yeah. because we want to hit play all at the same time so we're on right. the same science page. Now, if um, you suffer if this movie buffers. I like that. That's Wait, really if good. If this movie That's... buffers, then you suffer? Yeah, Wait. when Netflix buffers, then you suffer. <laughs> No, yeah, I can't. That's your phrase. I like that. That's the new Be Kind Rewind. <laughs> yeah, that's the new Be Kind Rewind. Well, the thing is, like, you often pick very bad films, but they're always picked for interesting reasons. Today is no <laughs> exception. There's lots interesting about it, but it's not that quality of film. <laughs> okay, so first... if you buffer. Yeah. Know. Oh, yeah, you will suffer even more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're listening to the commentary of Michael Spiegelman, then you're entertained. And you know, before we start, Carl Halp has been doing something on the DL. Yes, he's been having sex with men. He's been doing yeah. something on the DL. On the down low, please. Uh, he's been syncing uh, the movies and our podcasts together. So if you can experience that, uh, it's on YouTube. They haven't pulled it yet, and that's on our channel, L W A F L M O Y T. Which, before I even start, that is the name of our feed on iTunes and at mutinyradio.fm. And as always, we broadcast live from Mutiny Radio uh, Sundays, 5 to 7 Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 4 Best Coast Time. <laughs> the Best Coast. Best Coast. Best opinion. No, well, opinion has Californian bias. All right, so let's, uh, <laughs> do you want to do this? Let's get this going. Yeah. I want to see a movie. So once again, pick Brian the Drummer's version of My Science Project 1985. No parentheses or anything. Uh, Click on it, let it buffer. Do you have any jokes about Brian the Drummer? Do you have any drummer jokes? Well, I'm sure that I can come up with uh, drummer jokes, but I've never even met Brian. Mm. I bet you played with him and you don't remember him. Yeah, there's lots of Brian's in this world. Yeah, lots of drummers. In a lot this of drummers. World. The two shall meet <laughs> in Brian the drummer. So thank you, Brian the drummer. We're going to go ahead and start. I'll, I'll do the countdown to this today because I'm just want to get going. Uh, and let's do it. So when I say go, let's do three, two, one, go. And so far, I, it says touch tone, which is Disney. Yeah. Now this was the third Disney Touchstone film ever released, ever. That is interesting. Uh, Yeah, it was greenlit by Ron Miller, but it was released when Michael Eisner had taken over the company. This, this, yeah, well, because the first PG movie, Disney movie, was The Black Hole, I believe. Yeah. Uh, And then the first X-rated movie was The Black Hole and more. Yeah. (laughs) Good one, Mike. Yeah. You read my Uh, mind. The Science Project. Ten million dollars to make this film. Oh, all right. And you can see it on the screen. They didn't make it back. (laughs) Yeah, I remember this film was like maybe on cable, maybe on video, and that's it. 
Now, here we see um, uh, 1950-something. Uh, we're we're like in 20 the years here. ago. This is 20 years mm-hmm. ago. This movie John Stockwell, uh, who was in the Stephen, Stephen King film um, uh, with The Car Was Alive. Christine. Oh, Carcujo. Yeah, Carcujo. Carcujo. Did you like that better than Clown Cujo? I liked Cujo better than Cujo. Oh, Cujo is pretty good. But little girl arsonist uh, Cujo is pretty decent, too. <laughs> what about how- Hotel Cujo? That was pretty scary. To tell you the truth, Mike, I kind of don't even remember. I think Cujo was a dog, right? Here's Dennis Hopper as Bob. Yeah. Which is ironic in the 80s. Bob is an ironic name. Well, there yeah. was Cujo. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think what happened was he was uh, Jason's dog. Jason from Friday the 13th, he had a dog. Mm-hmm. And that dog was also evil. Okay, see, it says Dawson Air Force yeah. Base. Yeah, we'll be revisiting Dawson's Air Force Base. Richard, Richard this, Dawson uh, Air Force Base. Richard Dawson Air Force Base. Now, who is cu- pulling up but President Eisenhower? Old Eki. Hey, you know, when it comes now, to Eisenheiser, uh, Eisenheiser, I, you know what my motto is? I like pussy. I mean, Ike, Ike, sorry. <laughs> That's the thing, like, everybody likes pussy, but only half the country likes Ike, you know, <laughs> party split. Now, this guy, his name is Robert Beer. He plays Dwight D. Eisenhower, but the thing is, I believe he plays it here in 1985, because he was also Dwight D. Eisenhower in The Right Stuff, 1983. Oh, so they took some guy who already played Eisenhower and put him in this yeah. movie playing Eisenhower. But the plot thickens, Mike, because in 1979, he was a character called David Eisenhower in America, a marathon, 1979, the son of President Eisenhower, who had become president. So... In 79, he's David Eisenhower. Okay. 83, he's Dwight D. Eisenhower. 85, he's Eisenhower again. And then he goes away forever. Well, yeah, right. Well, he, then he uh, got a reverse mortgage and saved thousands, and you can too. <laughs> to learn more about this fascinating story, click here. So that's Eisenhower. Is, see? Yeah. yeah, he's got his Eisenhower hat. So what does he see? What is? What if they brought him here to see? Oh my God! It's the Death Star. It's the Millennium it's, Falcon. It's more like Millennium Falcon, but it's alien spaceships, and they're welding apparently. Yeah, that's what the welding is like, Mr. President. I hope you appreciate the millions of dollars of sparks in the background from our welding. Yeah. So, is Ike's science project? Is it his science? When you said it was my science project, I was like, your science project, Carl? I don't really want to watch that. Right. Like, uh, this guy was on TV. He's like, buy my pillow. I'm not buying your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I like my pillow. Thank you. It's all matted down. It's got bugs. So there were puppets created for this opening scene, but apparently they got scrapped. They were oh. like alien puppets. I, I don't know the backstory there. Are they but, supposed to be uh, aliens in the ship, or they just found the equipment? They they just found the equipment, but look, they've got lasers. This. Eisenhower says destroy it. So they're destroying it with this laser. I don't I don't understand. Well they had lasers back in nineteen fifty seven. 
I don't, I'm yeah. sure you went to Laser Duop in the planetarium. They hardly, yeah, right. Laser, laser shot on. Uh, <laughs> they hardly had a flashlight back in the '50s. I don't know. Oh, 1985, present day. Right, and as you know, yes, it was present day. Now, right. this was um, announced. Um, okay, here we meet. They, they, I'll tell you about that later. Here we meet Dennis Hopper. Now you can see the cactuses because they're in Arizona. Okay, so we're watching a uh, we're in an auditorium in a uh, school uh, college uh, from Arizona because there's cacti by the professor and this kids right. are as. But I don't get it. Wouldn't science be cool? <laughs> okay, so this is very strange. We first meet Ellie. We don't meet our heroes first. We first meet Ellie. Yeah. And she, I um. There in the background, we see our. To me, she will always be uh, Richie Valens, uh, Valens' girlfriend in in La Bamba, nineteen eighty seven. But but I Ellie's know. not there yet. Yeah, I, I never saw that. There's a La Bamba. Now here in the back, we're meeting uh, our hero, um, John uh, John Stockwell. He's uh, Mike Harlan. Huh. And we're also meeting. Um, the sidekick from Brooklyn. Uh, his, yeah. his name is Vince Latello. Well, you know a and lot. Of, we we know a lot of people from Brooklyn who go straight to Arizona after college, mm-hmm. after high school. They can't wait. He's there because his parents had a divorce and he had to go with his dad. And I don't know. That's the backstory we learned. Uh, TMI. Now Dennis Hopper saying, "What are you doing for your science project?" And he's like, "I'm going to do something about cars." And Dennis Hopper saying, "Dude, you can do that in your sleep. You're a." You're an auto head or whatever they are called. Right. Gear. Everything head. about you is the cars. Do something interesting and creative. Well, listen, Carl. When they say they're a gear head, they yeah, really gear. are into cars. And when they say they have a gear butt, they like rodents up their ass. <laughs> but oh, Richard Gear, very good, very good. All right, thank you, Michael. You are quick. I, I'm on fire. I want to make sure that the first seven minutes of this podcast, two-hour podcast, yeah. is killing it. <laughs> then we take uh, a party now. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to write from what you know, and Mike, Mike's talking about hamsters up the butt. Well, that's right. That's a, Hi, a little bit about myself. Uh, I now work look what at, he does. He's sticking a tank up his... Oh, he's fucking uh, freebasing. Now, do you, you were just mentioning Blue Velvet, right? Right. Now, there was no such thing as Blue Velvet at this point, so it's just a coincidence, but wow. Well, it's a total, well, maybe he, he suggested it, but uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he was in free fall for years. I mean, he was a working actor, 50s, I mean, he was doing TV, he was doing yeah, movies, yeah. Uh, he directed Easy Rider, and yep. he directed a movie which I read about and I never seen called The Last Picture Show. Which is about some coked out uh, American uh, filmmaker going to a country in South America or Latin America and corrupting the town while he makes mm-hmm. a movie. And it's supposed to be such a huge disaster. And I can't find it. It's supposed to be really cool. But, uh-huh. uh, and then he just kind of drifted. He's done, you know, and Blue Velvet kind of realigned uh, who yeah. he was and broken uh, his career. Yeah, it really boosted his career. But he was in free fall, and this is a good example of it. Yeah, this was one of his, like, okay, all he does in this film is pretend to be the 60s guy from Apocalypse Now or the 60s guy Billy from uh, Easy Rider. So, you know, he's really trying. I mean, it's a free fall. 
Harlan's girlfriend is right now breaking up with him because he's all about cars and not about her. And she's citing Cosmo magazine is why they should break up. Now, here is Ellie again, the nerd, um, with, um, with Sherman, the nerd. And they're trying to get a quote from him for the, the yearbook. And he's resisting. Oh, so these are journalistic nerds. Uh, yeah, well, they're science nerds, but they're doing. You can tell they're nerds because they have pocket protectors and they're wearing glasses. And they're glasses, yeah, because right. it's 1985. I don't know when Revenge of the Nerds came out, but oh, I think as it was you know, 80... like today, yeah. everybody uses the computer. But back then, it was new enough, right, that right. only geeks and nerds use computers. So. Did you so know the stereotype was born? Carl, Carl and I uh, both went to Montclair High School in, in New Jersey, and that was the location they shot a after school, a couple after school specials there. Uh, one, I believe, yeah. it's okay to be gay. That's what we called it, but it was a uh, uh, one where a uh, coach kind of said it's okay to be gay. But there was another one called Revenge of the Nerd, which yeah. is about nerd. a nerd, and Singular. I think it came out a year before nerds. And it's about a Montclair High School student nerd who uses, like, costumes in the computer to trick the uh, popular guys. Yeah. Yeah. To get secret revenge. So, uh, Marka Lee uh, was in one of those, you know, that former girlfriend of mine who's gone on to, she's an actress. So, one day I'm just watching the TV and, boom, there's Marka. I was like, what the heck is this? (laughs) It was true. There was an after school special in Montclair. They cast. Yeah, my brother is actually in It's Okay to Be Gay. He uh, is the student who knocks the kid uh, by his shoulder when he walks down the hallway. Oh, that's so Adam. That yeah. is his character. Well, he was in character. Yeah. Well, he's still in character. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's still not okay to be gay. It's okay but, to yeah. be gay. Well, that's what we learned, but his character, right? They were going to call it it's, uh, it's All Here to Be Queer. But uh, they changed it at the last minute. <laughs> you see Crystal. He's de- he's taking off Crystal, the girl who just broke up with him. Well, he's now. I- what's funny here is Fisher Stevens, this yeah. Vince person, references um, uh, the the movie he was in. Um, Short Circuit. Well, I'll talk about that, but no. Um, my old man says, you go like dirt and they love you. Oh, yeah? What's your old lady say? Come on. Oh, my parents are... See, it's so weird, Carl. I have to say, uh, there's some kind of weird audio playing off of this computer, and I, I can't place what it is. So it's like two, tra- two tracks. Okay. I think iTunes is on. That's exactly what's going on. Pause. Ah, uh, here it is. Off. Christine. Christine, the, the movie... The Stephen, um, he well, says, I saw this movie once where this car totally flamed out, and he's referring to the movie that John Stockwell was in. So, it's oh, to be funny. oh, so this is a, John Stockwell was in the lead of Christine, and he plays a gearhead, yeah, and he plays a gearhead in here. A Richard yeah. uh, Dennis Pryor plays a 60 burnout photographer, uh, uh, Kurt's loving, uh. Uh, easy rider who sucks up nitric oxide. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay. Well, this is great. This is like in between gigs for everybody. That's right. When those now, directors say, what, what, what can you bring to the character? 
Well, you are, you're Christine. Can you do you're... what you always did before? <laughs> hey, you played Ike. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, okay, all great. right. Well, start the movie with Ike. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this um, guy was just like, okay, you, talk about, yeah, everyone's typecast in this movie. So what happens here is Ellie breaks her own car so that uh, John Stockwell will come to her rescue. Mike Harlan will come to her rescue. There's Sherman jealous. <laughs> but but Mike Harlan is a gearhead, so he just sees right away what she's done. So she goes, come on, Ellie, what's going on? And then Ellie says, why don't you give a girl a break and ask me on a date? Oh, that's pretty elaborate. So you fucked up your car. It's going to be $300. Now, why'd you do it? <laughs> oh, that's what he's doing now? Aww. Yeah, he's saying, what are you doing? Come on. He says, okay, you caught me. Be a Boy Scout and give a girl a date. I'm a spinster. This is like a... John Stockwell was also in Top Gun, believe it or not. He was this guy named Cougar. Oh, he, and he was in Eddie and the Cruisers. Oh, my, one of my favorite bad movies. Now, today he's a director, but it's crappy, crappy films. Okay, and yeah, like what? Uh, like Wesley Snipes' vehicles, like uh, Wesley Snipes' an Army Man, and, you know, just bad stuff. Huh, I wonder what okay, the premise, so yeah. He sees the old girlfriend make it, kissing another boy, so she goes. he goes, all right, I'll pick you up. Outside. Pick up it. Pick up it. Wear this wig. Talk this way. By the way, there's all these people honking behind when she wrecks her car. They're all waiting. And these two don't seem to feel the pressure of everybody honking. But another thing is she's in the car uh, sticking her head out the window talking to him. And he's outside. And they're just having a normal conversation. But I would at one point get out of the car or get into the car or, or say, I'll talk to you later. Right. I'm in a car. Oh. Look, see how she had to roll her window down? It's 85. <laughs> this is before remote controls. Yeah, before that little clicky, clicky thing. Now, this was shot in Southern California for eight weeks. Then they went to Tucson, Arizona for the final two weeks. And in, by November of 84, they were done. They so, revealed the script yeah. to the cast and crew on the of September of 84, but they had security measures in place to keep the plot a secret. Uh -huh. There were four security guards there. Disney was taking this movie very seriously. So they were, you know what the four security guards were, uh, it was a piece of paper that says no. And they're like, are you guarding the idea? Yeah, there's no idea. <laughs> yeah. Four this people, idea is other... There's no plot. There's no plot. We have four okay, people now this predicting. guy's name is Lou Harlan. Like you know him, you know his face. He's a character actor. He always plays the authority figure, the dad. Was he on like, uh, oh, look, they're showing an old 50s movie. Yeah, they're actually showing a, a time uh, movie on purpose. Um, well, I have it written down. I'll tell it to you later. Cause... The reason is that these movies would never show up on TV, but in movies they happen to be what they're watching. That's right. I like how they, they, okay, they, so yeah. I know you might know his face from War Games as the general or from Urban oh, Cowboy. My brother and I quote him all the time. I'll, well, I'll piss on a spark plug. 
<laughs> I'd rather piss on a spark plug. Look how many uh, boxes of Chinese food they have there. Yeah. Well, because they're going to get married, these two. Um, she, her name's Ann Wedgworth. You probably know her face, too. She's playing Dolores. She was in Steel Magnolias. She was a regular on Three's Company back in the day. Uh, she's, she's always uh, the sexy older lady. Jack, I brought you some cookies. This is a sample. Thanks very much, Mrs. Cougar. Uh, you can play some over yeah, there. Mrs. Cougar. Mrs. Cougar okay. scene. Now, do you remember we were at this Air Force base in the 50s with uh, Ike? Ike. Now we're back again. Now the premise is, you call this a date? And he's he doesn't really want to go on a date with her. So she, look how nice she looks and everything. What it is is he's going in here to try to find something for his science project. Because Dennis Hopper was like, if you fail your science project, you can't graduate. So, so this isn't high school. It's uh, it's high school they're in, right? Not college. Right, they're in high school and they're at an old army junkyard, uh, trying to find something he could use for his science project. You know, you you kind of batch back to the future with real genius and uh, weird science and my science project but what it doesn't have is that it was the professor's invention the other three movies have kids coming up with their own shit right because the kids yeah. come up with their own uh fuck doll uh yep. the, ki- the kids come up with their own uh they work for the government and they sabotage it or whatever they do it on their right. own but you know it's doc brown and comes up with all that shit the flux capacitor that's right also, you know, Rick and Morty, it drives me fucking crazy because That's it's a ripoff of Back but it's a ripoff of Back to the Future. Right? You have Doc and Marty. That's not cool. And you have Rick and Morty. And it just uh, I always think of Doc and Morty. And I think it was actually called Doc and Morty originally. Uh-huh. It was? I think so. And they changed it cuz it's so obvious? Yeah. Well, it was uh, no, it was a, a cartoon short originally. Okay, so they're they're walking around an abandoned hangar and he just fell down. Whoa! <laughs> now, the Jonathan okay. Winters looking guy is like, what was that? Yeah. Someone fell in my traps. That guy is actually Jigsaw. Now, you would be able to see cleavage, but it's so dark. His cleavage? All I see, I don't even see the blood when he fell 50 feet to the ground. He's in a fallout shelter, but he fell in, not out. <laughs> Shelter from what? Uh-oh, snakes. Carl, I yeah. hate snakes. You and Indy? Yeah. Well, that was my thing. I hated snakes. Well, he, when he hated snakes, I started hating snakes, too. Harrison Ford met, met uh, Kurt Russell, and he was like, snakes, Liskin! I hate snakes! <laughs> That's why he wouldn't see Escape from L.A. He's like, oh, not again. <laughs> no, no! <laughs> snakes. I won't be in that. Most people don't like Apu, but when it comes to Simpson characters, I hate Snake. You know, uh, um, yeah. the co-star of Hopper, uh, the Fonda, he was in uh, Snake Plissken 2. Oh, that's uh, right. Peter Fonda was in Snake yeah, Plissken 2. He was a hippie. Yeah. That movie's so fucking... Um, okay, so Jonathan Batuel okay. wrote this. Okay, so he wrote Last Starfighter yes. in 84. Now, yeah. Or that's when it came out. And and Star- Last Starfighter was a huge hit. Last so Starfighter is worth that, the watch. He got yeah. this kid. Right. 
So well, he directed this, yeah. and it made $1.5 million, even though they spent $10 million on it. It tanked. Uh-huh. It was released in over 1,000 theaters. It God. just tanked. So it's, uh, yeah. And you, t- you know the film. He made one more film as a director, which horribly tanked. Yeah. And he never worked again. You know that film. So it's called Theodore Rex, and we talked about it yeah. last week's episode. Uh, yeah. And also, uh, my brother has a podcast called Proudly Resents. Uh, my brother and I actually talked about that episode, about that movie, when it, when I discovered it on YouTube. That's about two years ago. Uh, you can, uh, It's known because two reasons. One, Whoopi Goldberg... Uh, kind of tenderly agreed to do this movie was not able to back out it was during the same period that Ken Basinger was in the same situation she decided instead of going to court just to do this movie just this, do it just do it so she plays in the future she's a future cop who is partnered with a talking dinosaur and uh, <laughs> it's in a world where ti- talking dinosaurs exist with humans and other puppetry and the movie not only was theatrically not theatrically released, right. uh, the uh, Disney uh, subdivision released it on video cassette, and it, it was considered the worst, uh, the biggest video straight to video bomb because it had of a all time of all time. And if you watch it, she's really not into it. And uh, uh, I, I would definitely recommend it. It's on YouTube. I just uh, it's been done a few times, and it's out there. And this is the one movie I kind of wanted to see because I had seen Last Starfighter. Actually, Carl, I have a great Last Starfighter s- story, if mm-hmm. I may. Uh, you know, my my late father was uh, uh, in the Philippines as a as a newspaper editor, uh, and one of the things agreements was the company was going to send us up there. So we flew. This is the first time I really flew like. Uh-huh. Uh, from New York to like Hong Kong and they showed four movies this is during the 80s uh, and one of the movies was Last Starfighter which I had seen and there's a scene where the uh, the, the hero goes to outer space and there's a robot version of him at, back at Earth and the robot he, uh, version finds a copy of Playboy looks at the centerfold and twists his head like 360 <laughs> and this That's guy right. in the airplane stands up and he goes Stuart can you turn this movie off? My kid is watching tits. <laughs> well, so that's what I remember going across the world. I had, what a great purpose that was. That's the only thing I remember. Uh, the greatest thing about traveling, you know, you get to see the world. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were in Hong Kong and I got to watch Police Academy too, and I remember that movie. <laughs> it was... Um, okay, so he has now discovered yeah. what is the the alien ship that was destroyed, its engine. And here's Jonathan Winters, but it's not really him. The security guard. It's Sean yeah, Candy. Like, from... hey, you kids. He's trying to be... Well, that might just be my opinion. Well, he reminds me of John Candy from Vacation in Wally World. Or uh, Armed oh, and Dangerous. Um, I wanted to tell you about... You know who's Harry Crumb. Yeah, I love that movie. He was a security okay, so guard. This, the, the guy in War Games, the guy in Urban Cowboy, Barry, Cor- uh, Barry Corbin, he was also in who, Who's in Harry Crumb. Oh. He was in Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Let me see if... He was uh, in Stir Crazy. If uh, Who's Harry Crumb is on YouTube, we should watch it next week. I have a movie picked out already. Uh-huh. Which will announce at the end, but... Let's see. Oh, here it is. Um, Look at that George Powell, who's a famous 50s guy, wrote something called The Time Machine. That was playing 
well when when we walked in and met Harlan's dad. And he was okay, in that movie. He, no, he was just. It was just on the television. Now, what's happening is the engine is sucking out the power or something from the car, so the car isn't going anymore. And they're like, she's like, uh, let's walk to town. It's so close. And he's like, I would be embarrassed because I'm a gearhead. Oh, right. You know? He has a guy's car. Right. Now, at the end of the film, he like changes his tune and he goes, we can just walk to town. It's like a, um, it shows how far he's come as a character. His car's it's on very fire. Very weak, but yeah. Well, let's explain. This engine they found is just going to do stuff like this. So the engine that they put on the dashboard, the alien engine, is absorbing into the car and causing shit to happen. I, yes. I don't think it's in the... I think it's in the back of the car, but Oh, yeah. back of the car. Okay. Huh. That's like that movie Monster Trucks, where a alien shows up in some kid's monster truck. Oh, did you mean Transformers? No, there's, <laughs> I just saw Transformers last night. That's a... Uh-huh. That's a movie, all right. It's a uh, horrible. That whole series is garbage, man. Oh. Robots in disguise. Yeah. Yeah, come on. I know you're a robot. <laughs> and um, what's his name? Marky Mark. Is yeah, in the Marky series. Mark's in the last two. So the last one I saw is the one that came out this year. It's two and a half hours. Oh my God! But all f- Why are those films successful? You know, I watch all of them, and I try to. I say I'm going to watch all two and a half hours of each movie, but I hit a point at all these, like one hour and fifty minutes into it, I'm just like, "That's enough. I'm done. I'm shutting down. Yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah. I really, I'll sit through it. Walking if it was four out. hours, I'll watch four hours of it. But you can't, you know, you got to include me in it. <laughs> my brain shuts off. <laughs> okay, now here's Vinny. Yeah, he's like, fucking in the car. Having, yeah, he's getting six. Uh, but then he hears on the radio, his buddy's in trouble. Car oh, broke down. So he's going to come rescue him. Oh, and he's using the CB. There, let's take a listen. And the Cindy Lauper looking girl is going to hey, be like, Vinny, come on. Girls just so want to have car sex. Sure. All right. The party car is pushing the uh, broken yeah. car. Do you want a sip? Now, we should talk about him, I guess. His name's Fisher Stevens, and you mentioned sort Short Circuit. Yeah. But it's really Short Circuit 2 that he was in. He wasn't in the first one? You know, I haven't seen either one, so. Oh, really? Well, I saw... Sh- oh, it's very forgettable. But he played uh, a man from India. He played an Indian, uh-huh. and he says in interviews he couldn't do that today. It just wouldn't be cool. I don't think it was cool then, but... Oh, his car has an automatic middle finger that popped up in the back, but it was yeah. a cop. <laughs> yeah, so, he, um, couldn't, he couldn't do it today. Well, no, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it, happened, if it still happens today. I'll take that back. Well, the thing is, there weren't as many Indian people in America at the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. Right. It was kind of like a novelty, but now it's not a novelty at all. Well, I, I think now, the uh, perspective of the storytelling is 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 more inclusive, so it's not always these white writers going, well, let's make him from India. Well, I have Fisher right. Stevens play him. He was in Reversal of Fortune. He was in The Marrying Man. He was in Flamingo Kid. He was really good in Lost, Fisher Stevens. 
He oh, played, was he, he in that TV series? Yeah, he had a really good role in that. He played kind of uh-huh. a, uh, a mysterious island ear. Since I've never seen it, it's lost on me. <laughs> the <laughs> reference is how do you say? Now, the internet claims that Vince is from Brooklyn, and that's obviously modeled off the Brooklyn guy comic relief character that appears in countless space adventure films of the 50s. I don't know. Do you know that stereotype? Yeah, they, the Amazon uh, uh, Women on the Moon has a, a parody of that guy. He has a little monkey, and he's tough. You know, it's always like they're from Brooklyn or they're from Hell's Kitchen. They're all Ben Grimm thing. Mm-hmm. They're all like dead kids, you know. You mook? You mug? Yeah, you ugly mug. You ugly mugs? I don't know how it goes here on Planet X, but I'm in Brooklyn. Now, what's happening here is we're seeing a love story start. Even though, like, she got totally, you know, like, dragged along to this dumb thing. And oh, that was fun. She's like, I had a really great time tonight, that kind of thing. So who are these kids in the bushes? Okay, so nerd number two is very jealous. Okay? Oh, yes. So he's hiring the jocks to screw with Harlan, you know. And huh. it's going to cost you. And he goes, okay, I'll pay it. Once again, his name is um, Sherman. Sherman the nerd. Look at what's on his head. Look at, yeah, that's the thing that's crazy. If, you, if you're not watching this movie, first off, God bless you. You're probably going to live longer. But he has like a metal hat. And then on top of it is like a, a metal like projector or camera or metal thingy. Now, with I don't the know what this light. is here. It's like the Thighmaster she's using. She's, oh, that, that has to be some car thing, the mechanic thing. Maybe it's hair presser. Mike, I'd like to address what you were just talking about. Yeah, please do. I mean, okay, so if people are watching, if people are listening to this podcast and they're not watching the movie, what? What? Does not compute. I mean, that's yeah. This is the 21st century. You should be listening to the podcast, watching the movie, checking out your phone while doing while at work. (laughs) Otherwise, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, why listen to us if you're not? seeing the film. All we're talking about is what's on screen. Right. <laughs> we're riffing. You know, you, you, you ever watch a show called Mystery Science Theater 3000? That's what yeah. we're doing. We're, we're totally we watch the movie beforehand. We write that. We take the script. We find pauses in the uh, dialogue. We write witty rejoinders. And we uh, constantly riff 24-7 about what's on the screen. Oh, by the way, this yeah. Fisher Stevens, he became a director and he made, he directed that film called Stand Up Guys. You know? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm aware of Fisher Stevens. He actually, now the holidays are on us. He did a holiday commercial for a camera where, uh, uh, like, I think it was Ashton Kushner. Ashton Kushner was at a party and mm-hmm. he crashes a party with his Nokia party crashing. Oh, phone. I remember that picture. So that, he's uh, commercial. commercial. So Fisher Stevens is one of the uh, Hoity party guests that he just gets that- disrupted. Remember typing class? Yeah, they're a typing class. And so doing it with one finger, you get the joke. He's... Do you remember like hanging out and reading X Men and having a cigar in your mouth during typing class? <laughs> with sunglasses. <laughs> with sunglasses because you're in Arizona. Oh, he's from Brooklyn, and that's where I'm from. So he had a divorce, and then he had to go spend high school senior year in, in Arizona. His father did. Yeah. Ah, oh right, his father had a divorce. He's only a high school kid. That would be right, great. Right. That would be zany. That's like having a cigar and sunglasses and, and typing class. 
Now, this guy, he was on Broadway at age 19 in Harvey Firestone's Torch Song Trilogy. And then he was in Neil Simon's uh, Brighton Beach Memoirs right after. Who, Sockwell I mean, or, had, or, had or a Fisher? Career. Fisher Stevens? Yeah. Oh, Fisher Stevens has done a lot. Yeah. I mean, he... Uh, uh, I know him from a bunch of stuff, too. Well, the internet told me that he was in Hail Caesar. You know, that Michael... Yeah. Uh, I mean... So the I was Cohen like, brothers. what? So I went on YouTube and I caught the clip. He's one of those writers, the communist writer. Yeah. And he just sits on the couch and goes, uh uh-huh, shakes his head yes <laughs> or no to whatever's going on. There's, if you go to avclub.com, they do a, a, a series called Random Roles where they talk to uh, character actors and they speak to Fisher Stevens and he goes through all his films and it's a, uh-huh. you know, he's an interesting guy and he has an inter- he's an interesting actor with an interesting career. I mean, it's definitely worth yeah. read. Okay, so what's happening here is you can see the alien's um, uh, engine and he's learning how to turn it on. Now, it looks like a plasma globe, you know, yeah. that you can get at, like, a novelty store. Well, they shot or, this or at Brookstones. A... They shot this yeah. whole scene at the Sharper Image. <laughs> they actually shot this scene uh, at the Biomedical Studi- Studies Al-Haramba High School. <laughs> I don't know. And so this is a high school? It always drives me crazy when high schools have better... Uh larger uh, stuff <laughs> than our high school. Oh no, okay, the boombox. So, right. That's it's it's they're seeing that basically it steals power from whatever it can ah. so that it can get moving, okay? So basically they make a mistake and start feeding it power. Now that is obviously something that okay. Well, it could happen. They could rationally oh, yeah. say Oh, this thing poses a danger. Let's feed him more energy. But the thing is, like, electricity is our thing. You know what I mean? Like an alien. Well, aliens seek power, right? When they land on Earth, it's not a good thing. <laughs> They've never, I don't know. I, I you, You've heard me rant about this before when we were doing um, that um, science fiction, you know, they, oh, this horse, this, uh, this alien planet has horses. It's got trees. Uh-huh. It's a, you know, it's the same oh, thing. Crawl. It uh, runs on electricity. You know. Carl, I have a joke that I'm going to try right now. Uh, it's that when the aliens land on Earth, I don't think they're going to be malicious. You know. They're going to be delicious. Malicious. Not going to be. No, I don't think they're going to be there to be evil. I think they're just going to have jet lag. You know, they'll be like, take me to your leader, but first take me to a hotel. Yeah, can I, I want to, I want to meet the guy, but, okay, see the Greek statue shows up. Yeah, they just, this alien uh, uh, engine just created a Greek urn. Well, it didn't create it as much as... Time travel? Yes. Oh, this is a time travel movie. Well, it's like, it's like the way the ship worked was by warping time and that way they got there quickly and okay so you can see he knocked the power thing away right so they're all confused and they're like you oh it it creates pottery (laughs) it's one of them oh look at that bag of ruffles right there that's a vintage (laughs) bag 
Yeah, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Well, because ruffles have ridges. Right. Well, I'm sure back then in '85 they had like six grams of trans fat in them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a different time, <laughs> a healthier time. Yeah, right. Now with more trans fat. Okay, so what happens what now? The, it was a sword, an axe yeah. in the side of the wall. What happens now is they go outside and you see the time. Right. Everybody's leaving school, which uh-huh. doesn't make sense. School's not over for three hours. It's at three o'clock, though. That clock outside the clock. Yeah. But it's not three o'clock. It's 12 noon, isn't it, buddy? They're That's like, why we were. Why did the assistant you know? director call the extras to walk down the hall, the stair, uh, walk in the background? It's not three o'clock yet. So that's the thing. They realized they went forward in time. So they're going to the smartest <laughs> person they know, Sherman. Sherman, we smoked pot in the uh, rec room, and when we came <laughs> out, it was 3 o'clock. Do we time travel? Yeah. We've got a book on THC. Uh, here, you can see this book on THC. So they're saying, like, um, he's in. they're in the library, and they want a book about, like, ancient Greekers and stuff. So he goes, hey... You're talking about time warps, and he goes and gets the book and time warps. Like a short circuit dude. <laughs> short circuit dude. Yeah, I mean, they looked at him and they said, "Perfect, we got the guy to play the our Indian actor. <laughs> we don't need that. When, yeah, we don't need to hire anyone else." When you see him today, he is just as skinny as he is as this young kid. But he, his face is more world weary and beaten in a bit. Yeah, like he has glasses. Yes. But yeah, I think he the does. The word is weather beaten. Weather beaten. <laughs> <laughs> he's out in the wind. Yeah, he's been at one too many uh, parks. All sun bleached. He's got his round glasses. You know who must have really had a bad film career was Stephen Fisher. People would be like, "Yeah, I loved you in Short Circuit too." He's like, "Fuck." No, but wait, you said Stephen Fisher. Yeah, that but was my joke. Fisher. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, I'm behind. Okay, so, so this is before Google, so they have to get a nerd to go in the library and explain right. it to them. You hear his pretend nerd voice? What an actor. But wasn't it? It's kind of like breaking through the... Yeah, but Peggy Sue Got Married, the Coppola movie with uh, Kathleen Turner, it has the same premise, right? She goes to the library of school and she finds a nerd and the nerd explains how time warps work. Yeah. yeah. Right, after she is in the past. Yeah. Remember she met that hipster? And yeah. he's like, come on, baby, let's get married. You're perfect for it. He goes, no, that's exactly, don't don't be part of your own, you know, that's what you don't like, getting, you know, squares and, okay, never mind. No, yeah, it was a good movie. It was. She's like, you should invent pantyhose, she said to the nerd. Oh, so the nerd's saying something really relevant right now. Action could start. Weather could change. And boom! <laughs> You're all cosmic dust! <laughs> He's saying, like, don't mess around with the time continuum because you can, un- you know, you can wreck. But he said that in the public, he said that in the school library loudly, Carl. Didn't you tell the joke about, like, uh, the guy makes an order in the library and says, shh, this is a library? Oh, yeah. 
So I heard. All right, so I heard two bar jokes, and I just kind of melded them into one joke. This guy walks into a deli, and he said, "Oh, well, let me tell you." The Holocaust? Oh, no, he didn't say the Holocaust. That's your joke. So a guy goes goes into a store, and he says, "Hi, I'll have a bologna sandwich with pickles and mayonnaise." And the guy says, "Are you Polish?" He goes, "Why? Because I like bologna with pickles and mayonnaise." The guy says, "No, this is dry cleaners." So the guy goes next door, (laughs) and. he says, I would like a uh, bologna sandwich with mayonnaise and pickles. And the woman under the There's cook, a library. This is a library, sir. And he said, oh, I would like a bologna sandwich <laughs> All right, turn up the sound now because we're a friend of the show, uh, Country Joe and the Fish. Oh, my God. They, yeah, they appeared in the uh, last week's film, which I haven't done the write-up for yet, Revolution. Oh, yeah. They don't give a damn. So that's the hippie van. So what they're saying to him is, I'm working on my science project. I really am. Would you please help us and come by tonight and check it out? And Bob Harlan is like, uh, I mean, uh, Dennis Hopper is like, I have a, watch how mean this guy is. Get lost. Screw off. Give me a quarter. What a jerk. Yeah, that's why so, I hate going to pay phones because there's bullies <laughs> always hanging around. Um, he's saying, I can't. I'm meeting with the uh, anti-war establishment uh, memory group. Uh, okay, so here's Ellie, and she's trying to be more of what Harlan likes. So she's reading Cosmo. She's got the mud bath face on. Yeah. She's got her toes. Mitt. Trying hey, Carl, to not be a nerd. Can you yeah. hold court for one second? got to take care of something. Okay. Thanks. So... It's uh, Harlan calling up and saying, you know, you're a nerd. You can help us. Come meet us. Um, and basically they're going to. OK, here we have once again, Lou Harlan, who's the dad. And he's Barry Corbin. And I love this guy. You will know him from War Games, maybe Urban Cowboy. But he, he was also like a regular on Dallas. He's always the authority figure. He's been on TV a million times. He was on Dallas. Looney Tunes, Walker, Texas Ranger, Matlock, Murder, She Wrote, Thornbirds uh, miniseries, Nash. Uh, he's, he's a consummate character actor. Always plays the authority figure. I like him. And she always plays the sexy older lady who Michael referred to as a cougar. Uh, of course, there was no such thing as a cougar in the 80s, but uh, it accurately describes her in a 20... 20- you know, the second decade of the 20th cent- 21st century terminology. Right now, she's shocked because he's getting, he was just introduced to her as Dolores, and he calls her like Lorraine, and she's all upset. Now, Lou Harlan is like, cannot believe he's got this catch, this sexy girl. So he's like, you come and meet, you come and be nice to your new mother and mother, stepmother. So and hey, Carl. And Harlan finds out that he's married. Hi, Mike. Hey, so thanks, I appreciate that. Sure, no problem. <clears throat> so he just learned that his father married that woman. And he's like, what? So he says, you come out here and socialize with your new stepmother. So what he's going to do is instead go out the window and sneak out the house. This is so He's going to meet Ellie. Well, you know what? What a dick dad. What dads do that? By the way, son, I just married this woman. <laughs> See Rin Tin Tin? Oh, he's watching Rin Tin Tin. 
Yeah, 1950s film, which has no real relevance except a dog is watching a dog. Well, so. you know, understand this is what's happening now is that the 80s had a lot of nostalgia for 50s and 60s, just yeah. as much as now has a lot of nostalgia for 80s and 90s. Right. So if this right. movie was made now, it would be Dennis Hopper would be having like an A-team van and has a Rubik's Cube on his dashboard. Yeah. And, and uh, there'll be a lot Here more. comes Star Wars. Here comes Star Wars. Oh, that's interesting. That is not authorized. That's 85. Yeah, and they're talking about Return of the Jedi, not... Yeah, Disney didn't own Star Trek, Star Wars back then. No, they did not. And uh, the last one, Jedi, was 85, I think. No, it was 83. I guess the, the Right, and they're, that's why they're not talking about Empire Strikes Back or anything. Okay, so here we have Dennis Hopper, and the lights are starting to go out, because guess what's close by? Oh, no, the power usurper. Now, Dennis is like, what the heck is this thing? He doesn't say, oh, a plasma globe from the sharper image. <laughs> so this thing is sucks up power and it's been underneath the military base for years. Yes. But it never sucked up the energy of the army base. Well, it was in the fallout shelter. Maybe that explains it. I don't know. So no. Harlan is turning it on. To show Dennis Hopper, and Dennis Hopper's no fool. He's like, this is alien technology. I don't know how he would know that. <laughs> well, why then would the nerd in the library know anything about fucking time warps? Good, good. Point. Well, Einstein was uh, prior. Uh, Are you talking about Doc's dog, Einstein, who was the first? Right, time? yes, yeah. I was. Because he, 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 he was also a fan of Rin Tin Tin. Yeah. You ever watch a movie called Wonton Tan, the dog that saved Hollywood? I didn't. I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't ever see that. I've actually seen that on TV. It's a piece of shit. It's a great movie. It has the best is the uh, opening credits because it has all these old Hollywood people. It's a parody of Hollywood, and so the credits are like they do the face credit. So it'll be like Joey Brown, and they'll be like, "There's Joey Brown back in that year." I don't think Joey. You know, you were talking about dogs and. Uh, watching TV for dogs and Steve Martin once did a did a skit on like one of those it wasn't the Tonight Show but before he was really had a before he hit right. uh, it was like about TV for dogs have you ever seen it? I think it was one of his TV skits. specials he had three TV specials there's four oh he, he turned that whole concept into a uh, TV special? well it was a sketch on a show on a special uh huh it was a sketch on it yeah, I, got I think it. so it was funny at the time. Uh, it was also funny to see him without gray hair. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He had the weird Moppet hair. That thing, okay, that thing Vinny could not have lifted. That's like four car batteries. It's obviously a prop. Well, maybe it's a prop for you here in Arizona, but in Brooklyn, we lift all that shit. Hey. It's a battery block. I mean, it's like three car batteries, but okay. Okay, so... All right, so they're, they're um, hooking up all these. Is about to happen. Yeah, they're hooking now, up all see, the power. Gets, why would it have two? Whoa! Nodes? Look at that. Whoa! It's it's shooting out shit from outside the uh, the glass. Just wall. like it did in the time warp thing. Now Dennis Hopper is loving this. The special effects are just animated over in the over the cell. It's like some yeah. kind of vapor coming out of the uh, orb. And it just looks right. like they took it from uh, Snow White or some shit like that. 
Well, it is kind of Disney, but at the same time, this is what you see in the first Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. No, you see um, special effects. This is the kind of thing yeah. you see in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I guess so, but it looks more animated on the screen. Yes, it definitely does. It does. Like they should be Dennis a Dennis Hopper is like so into it. He's going to, well, I won't ruin it. Oh, please. <laughs> okay. He's going to get like mad with power and he's going to get sucked into it and disappear. All right, that's cool. Also, it's going to be like, this is a cat, um, like an inciting incident scene in which much is going to trail. Uh, this thing kind of like gets out of control and they can't turn it off. And so they have to see the battery gets yeah. all wrecked it, up. Oh, I hate when car batteries blurp like that. <laughs> when they, By the way, yeah. you will see in, in a future scene that there's the prop again, and it's fine. It isn't all wrecked up. But that was the a car battery there. that was uh, dripping out green and red goo. Now, you see what Dennis Hopper does. He stuck wires into a power outlet. Kids don't try right. those at home. He said that, okay, the car battery's not enough for it. It sucked it all up and blew it up. So we'll give it. Okay. Uh-oh. Sherman He's... paid these guys to screw with Harlan. And that's right. what they're doing right now. They're, they're putting uh, shaving cream on his car. It's mischief night for his vehicle. While wearing Stormtrooper helmets. This is like, is this what Big Bang Theory is like? Because I've never seen it. Now they're like, Dennis Hopper, it's not safe, you idiot. And he goes, don't tell me, boys. I'm a scientist. Let's hear some of Dennis's acting. It's pure time. Pure faith. It's pure time. So this, he's acting without the special effects. They added this after, so he's like, he's acting. Right. Roll him. Roll him. And it's his hands and his alone. Yeah. I have feel a time. Uh oh. He's uh, being absorbed into the orb. Yeah. Okay, now it sucked him in, but it doesn't stop. He can't stop. He's out of control. He's still talking. The Phantom's force is chewing the scenery. Oh, no, that's Dennis Hopper. That's his hippie um, piece. Dream Now, the thing is, Mike, you know that there's such a thing in this world called the circuit breaker. Okay? It's not going to let this thing just suck up all the juice. Right. Uh, okay, but the author doesn't know about circuit breakers, apparently. All right, yeah. Well, they 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 had the special effects crew blow up all the streetlights behind them. Right, with yeah. sparks. Okay, so they come out and they're like, why are guys, you know, shaving creaming my car? I mean... There's that's no it. real. That's it. And then they just wipe it, the window wipe it, and then drive away. Right. Yeah. All right. Because what they're doing now is they're they've decided that they've got to cut off the alien power before it gets out of town and like takes over the world. Is what they're doing. D- does it make sense? Okay. Yeah. You see, that's his father's hardware store. So they're breaking in there to get dynamite 
to blow up the cow, the electrical line, so it doesn't, you know, feed the grid, and the alien power doesn't get out to the whole country. Now, this is very sloppy writing. I mean, how slow is this alien energy going? You know that electricity is the speed of light, right? Right. So they're going to get ahead of the electricity. Well, they got to... Huh. So they're in the dark right now. Well, the Brooklyn guy was trying to steal... Uh, well, it doesn't matter. Okay, there you see it's out of control. Out of control! And they're trying to stay ahead of the electricity so they can blow up a tower before it leaves town. Clearly it is Arizona, not Southern California here. It's dumb writing. It doesn't make logical sense. There's a lot of that in this film. Things that just... You've got to suspend disbelief. Yeah, well, I, I mean... Having a science project, that was the, that was the uh, first point. That well, never happened. God, I don't understand. Like High-concept films are like, well, it's a violent cop. Okay, I got it. Sounds good. I get it. And then it's like, it's called Science Project. Oh, I think I got the idea. And then, no, it's called My Science Project. And then you're like, ah. Oh. Whoa, wait a minute. Uh, I, I was go with see, you. I would see Science Project, but you just fucking my Science Project. Well, I guess it personalizes it. It's like, whoa! Now I want to know who this character is. This character with a Science Project. So they're yeah. going 120 miles per hour, and they're trying to outpace uh, electrical currents. Speed of light. Burning, yeah, speed of light, burning through uh, wires. Right. Oh no! Road close. Ah! Oh. Prop master's going to kill us. We ran through the sign. So, also, by the way, the internet reminds me that for continuity, the the shaving cream is all messed up. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. They don't even know. It doesn't even matter. They're, like, covered in dust now. Like, it's just, you know, a tar feather. <laughs> oh, the orb is sucking up. Uh-oh, there's dynamite. Oh, they're going to blow Yeah, putting up. dynamite on the... That's a federal crime, Carl. Now, they're way ahead of the light. Right? Right. I mean, it's still, la, 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 like walking through the park towards them. Okay, it's going to blow. That's Get out of here. Remember in high school when we used to tie up dynamite to uh, utility poles? Yeah, yeah to they... stop the electric. Here it comes. All right. <laughs> Better hurry. Oh, they're going to stop this evil force by blowing it up with dynamite. These kids must be rich. He's putting on the blasting cap. Where did they get the dynamite? Plunger! Huh? It didn't go. Wait a minute. Where did they get the dynamite? From his father's hardware shop. Oh, my God. His father owns a hardware. that They live above it in an apartment. Oh, so he lives above six of dynamite. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> So the plunger didn't work, so they're using the car battery. Exploding you to... Let's see it at three different angles. Oh, Oh, they stopped the... Okay, now, you see, it's still plugged in. Right. Okay? Okay. That's an important continuity problem next time. 
Because he plugs the toaster in and he doesn't need to plug it out. Yeah. Because he's making uh, Pop-Tarts. I'm sorry, this story is really boring. I'm just adding... Why did you plunge your Pop-Tart twice? Yeah, it was cooked the first time, you fuck. They're like, yay, we did it. We did it. We stopped the alien electricity. Let's get out of here. Let's leave and so the monster could show up while our backs are turned. Okay, now, cops are at the high school, okay? Right. And the the um, the bullies who Sherman hired to hassle him, even though they ran off so long ago, are are getting caught by the cops and sort of blamed for this kind of. This is one of those weird B stories that don't really have anything to do with the A story. Yeah, and neither does the father. The father and the and the new stepmother. Right. They also really have nothing to do. Well, that's kind of the whole like Ronald Reagan patriarchal uh, father figure, and also divorce was kind of big back then. It's not big now, but back then it was big. Yeah, it's not big now because everyone's like, I mean, back then you like stayed married to your 1950s wife, and then in the 70s when people started getting divorced, like what? Nowadays, it's very common. Well, yeah, no, you divorce beat him about. So once again, they're at a power Ellie's station. Ellie's like, I had a great time tonight. Good night, darling. See, their whole there's a big setup here for them to have a love affair, to have a a boyfriend girlfriend, you know, want to go steady, but, they but don't. it never pays off. This is the last scene in which they're really... I think that there is a kiss. But when it comes to will they or won't they, they won't. They won't. Uh, They get distracted by the time warp business, and it never finishes. Again, it's very poor writing. Last Starfighter kicked ass, I admit it. But (laughs) this... This... I mean, Last Starfighter also was perfect for its day, right? Right. Video games were all the rage. They were new. And it was like, if you were great at a video game, that really didn't matter for life. So he came along and made it matter. You know, when you say he came along, it was Robert Preston, and he was kind of doing his Music Man uh, character. Uh, It's just kind of reminiscent. And again, it's one of those things where uh, previous generations, nostalgia is planted on this movie that's connected to that generation. So here's a uh-huh. movie about video games, which is 80 kids. They purposely have is, Robert is Preston. Yes, I forget. What's, oh, I don't know. Here, I mean, I saw this, but I, I forget. I think that there is a kid. But with having Robert Preston in that movie kind of playing it like he was doing Music Man right. is kind of playing to the previous generation. It's saying, hey, do you remember this from 20 years ago? I'm making a reference yeah. to it. Just as which much was as, recent enough for people. Yeah, I mean, like, if, when 80s people make references to themselves nowadays, we, we just go, oh, ha, ha, you know. So. Well, it goes over, I don't know. It if, does go over, because, you know, I was watching, uh, maybe it was Boss, The Boss Baby, which is the worst movie I've seen this year, but they had, like, Bionic Man uh, sound That's effects. Too old. And uh, they made one reference, and I was like, oh, uh, one of the henchmen there in Las Vegas, this is the boss baby, he is dressed mm-hmm. as an Elvis, he's dressed as Elvis, he's an Elvis impersonator. And I had to stop and explain to a 10-year-old why wow. he's dressed that way. 
Yeah. Because they have no reference to the original Elvis, Elvis the Vegas years, Elvis's death to 77. <laughs> lazy writing. And that. the Elvis impersonators from the next 15, 20 years. You know what I mean? Like you have to yeah. stop and explain the reference to them if they don't know it. They know, I know. They know Dan T D T M on on YouTube. They know if you like this video, click here to subscribe. I mean, why can't you make a reference that they would get? To that, it's yeah. current. They'll get it. They'll get You're it. writing for kids. I agree. Yeah, you know when they do a bionic boy, it's just like right over their head. We're playing to the parents. I, it's trouble. It's trouble with a capital P. That rhymes with P. That stands for pool. Stands for pussy, like we were saying up front. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, see the TV? Yeah, so that's another 50s movie or some shit like that. So he, he's hopping in the window. He's back. But somebody's in there with him. Lights on, and It's Robert Preston. Oh, no, it's Dennis Hopper? It's it's uh, Dennis Weaver as... as uh, Weaver? McLeod. Yeah. Well, turn the lights on so Mike gets my joke. All right. Well, I'm still waiting for him to do it. This guy. Yeah. I'll piss on well, I'll piss on a spark plug. Oh, holy shit, it's a fucking uh lone, it's a Texas Walker Ranger. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's got a cowboy hat, he's smoking a cigar indoors, he's got the Bussy Mustache. Oh, you're saying the carrot yeah. His name's Richard Mastour and he's police detective Jack Nolte, but in the credits it says Isidore Nolte. I don't understand. Huh. Oh. This is a really... You know this guy's face, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm here, let's take a listen. I'm sure he has a... Is your pal, that ex-yippie science teacher, Bob Roberts? Did he call him a yippie? I don't know. That's a pretty fact. Yeah, well, like Abby Hoffman's yippies? You and me take a little ride <laughs> down to the state. It's very bad writing again. It's very flimsy premise. The idea is... I'm going with you. But this is the same thing as the Lost Starfighter. It's a young, hunky boy with uh, short sleeve shirts. Tight fitting shirts. That's what makes it like it. Wasn't this the Lost Starfighter? Um, the premise is Bob Roberts is missing. Uh, you know, Dennis Hopper is missing. You were the last person seen with him. Right. And there's dynamite missing from your father's store. That's That's the crucial part. And a tower blew up. Now, the thing is... You know missing persons reports or whatever. Right. It takes 24 hours. This guy has disappeared like 15 minutes ago. Who even knows he's missing? You get it? Well, all I know is that there was a huge electrical uh, storm coming out of his fucking house that caused the citywide blackout. But, yeah, he out might be missing. Yeah, so maybe maybe uh, the cops could talk about that. <laughs> oh, he just heard her act. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's just the flimsiest premise. Nobody knows that uh, Dennis Hopper's disappeared, and nobody knows that these guys were with him last. Right. So, but but they're pretending that they do, so they're hauling him downtown. We're and then they get booked as if they did a crime. It's the worst writing ever. Oh, there's the uh, stormtroopers. Right, who has escaped. I also don't understand how Parker uh, Fisher Stevens can... Uh, Keep his sunglasses on inside a police office. Uh, <laughs> There's a lady police officer who will reference that, who will make... Make him take his glasses off? No, uh, who will say, why do you wear sunglasses at night? And he says, 
some witty retort. I don't know. Okay, so Ellie goes to the school yes. at Harlan's request to, like, get the, I don't know why, to, like, get the device and bring it to prove it or something. I don't know. This guy print, now, This guy is doing thumbprint for the same finger. Okay, yeah. Why would they be getting arrested and booked? What did they do? You understand what I mean? Yeah. It's this very is bad writing. Well, I would say for blowing up a uh, school and pulling the taking the dynamite. Well, dynamite's like once you steal dynamite, then you have fucking you know secret service on your ass. I mean, even pre- nobody 9/11. knows any of that. Okay, so there's the battery block and it's fully fine again. Right. And also the device is unplugged. So the library nerd is here. As well like, as the lady nerd. I also love how when things are on fire in the background, like it's no big deal. Right. Like, Carl, if we had a conversation, it would not be yeah. in a place that's on fire in the right. background. We would probably either put out the fire or leave. Absolutely, I agree. And there's cops and firefighters all over the place. They right. didn't go into school. Did he go into the place where the power surge happened? Uh, they, they, uh, they should have. This movie is bullshit, man. Yeah. Let's kill this movie. Sorry, I got carried away. What the? Uh oh, more special effects. Yeah, what happened is, um, he goes, "This is what they were talking about." Oh, he's taking his mugshot, saying, "Hi, mom." Yeah, that's. I actually think that's a funny thing about this movie, and one of the only funny things. Now, right now, you can turn up the volume if you want. He goes, why are you... Oh, she ripped him off. Butch, and get a shave. Did <laughs> you get in shape? Okay, the power's going to go out. You and I know why, but nobody else does. But our heroes will take this opportunity to escape. As, as he should. And just run right out of a police station. It just doesn't work this way in life. No, listen, as your attorney, Carl, if you are arrested for something you did not do, uh-huh. you should commit a federal crime and run out. Right, and steal a police car. Look at that. Yeah, now now you deserve and to be arrested. The they were right. They were right all along. They have these women uh, floating in a, va- a milk bath that predict uh, crimes in advance, and they knew you were going to steal a car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're uh, recogs. recogs. They're recogs. Or they, they're, what are they? Cogs? They're pre crime telling. <laughs> that's that. That's from a movie that had Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg, and it was good. And I can't even fucking remember it. Um, it's um. Total Minority pre-crime, Report. Pre-crime. Um, Minority Report, and it's uh, Minority Report. Yeah. It's yeah. It's uh, uh pre-crimes. That's when you're pre uh, Fontaine and you commit a crime. So what happens now is the guy who started all this trouble, even though Ellie said, don't do it, he runs out of the high school and they catch him and go, you're not getting, he's explaining that there's like all sorts of weird time things in there. They're like, no, you've got to turn off the device. You're not getting away that easy. So they're about to go into high school, which is all messed up with things from history. Oh. And the future, and the future. Oh, cool, that's cool. Yeah, you got to include the future if you're time swiping. Time theft. 
<laughs> At Using first, they see everything is like a ghost, you know? Like right. A, but then the things become real. I don't follow the logic. Of all right, let's put the sound up. Here's, here's a ghosty. And we're all here together. There's like some a, Nazis in there. In the 80s, you always had Nazis. Remember that? Well, I think the big difference now is that there's a market of people who want to see Nazis. So there was like a disposable uh, uh, white nationalist disposable income now. So yeah. if you reference Nazis before, they, they represent pure evil. If you put in neo-Nazis now, you're trying to tap a market that that will spend money on your DVDs. You know? For white supremacy. We did a movie. Remember we did that uh, cartoon movie from Bill Plimpton? It was yes. Folly. And he, Horrible he, film. He made a movie from last year and he put the entire movie on YouTube. And it's what if Hitler was an animator? And if I was a white nationalist, I would watch it going, oh, that's interesting. Here's my money. Thank you for letting me see this. And, you know, like, you got to stop making Nazi movies now. People actually take it as entertainment. They don't take it as, a, as evil. Oh, speaking of evil, here comes the okay. uh, Yeti. Right. Now, what they do is the nerd who's supposed to know everything goes, that's a Neanderthal. That's not a Neanderthal. Not even close. That's a, a guy who is walking over to the Doctor Who set. As a monster. Yeah, exactly. It's some monkey. It, <laughs> do you know what a, ne- a Neanderthal pretty much looks like a human? So yeah. it's not a Neanderthal. That got me pissed. I was like, you idiots. You're supposed to be the smart one. Oh, it's a Neanderthal. You know, Christine was a, a John Carpenter movie. I yeah. mean, this Harlan kid has really fallen to do this film. Well, I'm sure, though, at the time they thought this was going to be a huge hit. Well, I mean, they put money into it. It was always a weird film. I mean, I I remember 30-odd years ago when it came out, and I read about this movie in Psychotronic Video, so uh, I I knew of it. And it was one of those weird... Like, Touchstone... So we were saying that Disney first uh, PG movie was uh, Black Hole, and after that they said, Yeah. Well, we we can't besmirch the Disney name. We need to come up with a new studio. And so they did Touchstone. They marketed the right. name. But then they even made, had other studios. Which most notoriously, there's Hollywood Pictures, which has the oh. uh, Pyramid Sphinx. That was also Disney. And those were like the Jerky Boy of the movie, you know, like some really odd stuff. Cabin Boy. Uh, but Really? Cabin Boy? Cabin Boy was a Touchstone. It was a Disney film, but it was under... He became the a Cabin Man. Well, at the end and in the sequel. Mm-hmm. And also Miramax they purchased in the late 90s, and that was kind of their other venue to show these hard... Remember he was eating the chum, and he thought it was like soup, fish soup? <laughs> <laughs> that guy, I love that guy. Oh my God. Chris, I saw Chris, that in the theater, man, in the late 90s, yeah. and uh, that movie just went south after the... I'm a tobacco-spitting cupcake. That's the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever, ever seen. And then the movie just said, bye, see ya. We'll see you at the end credits. We're out of here. We're going to just stop. <laughs> I think now they bump into Vietnam. Okay. Uh, okay, so the whole premise is here is we have to get past all of these obstructions to get to the device to unplug it so they all go away. So they're talking about a war that happened 10 years ago. Uh, 85, 75, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Didn't it end in 75? It yeah, like 74, it started wind down in 74, I think. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, I, were, but I mean, it's still fresh in your mind, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So to have, uh, 
actors doing this. It's kind of tacky. And also, don't forget there was uh, Twilight Zone the movie in 82 where yeah. uh, they were shooting a scene where a bigot goes through. It was an original story about a bigot who gets yeah. through time and the worst moments of bigotry, and including being in Vietnam. And uh, Vic Moreau died from an explosion and two kids as well. So it's just weird to see, like... He became the uh, uh, minority he... Or he put it, He got into situations in which he was the minority, so he could appreciate it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so bad because, you know, it's tragic that it happened and uh, it did go to court and stuff like that, but ultimately the story was kind of weak, so it just seems like... I don't know, well, yeah. that's not ultimately, the people died, but... It was, anyway, well, I'm, I'm reminded of in this. So their whole high school has turned into uh, Vietnam. Different times. Of, well, no, it isn't. Like, this part of the hallway is Vietnam. You go down the hallway and there's a gladiator. You know, it's... Well, the dry ice machine is on in every era. Hey, round boy. How'd you learn how to fight so good? Huh? It absolutely is a dry ice machine and a mister and... <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Well, like, what is yeah. it, Vietnam mist? I, I don't get it. Oh, yeah. Now, the joke here is he knows everything about an M16. Oh, he's going to do the Rambo joke, where every kid turns into Rambo. And you're ready to rock and roll. Ugh. So, yeah, I guess they had guns in high school back then. No, those were the Vietnam, the Viet Cong's guns, the M16. Right. And now the trench coat mafia has it. All right, so they're walking through their high school, which is completely covered in dry ice. And, oh, this is the future dudes. These are future. Yeah, they're mutants. Oh, no, they got future lasers. Right. Pew, pew. And they get killed with M16. Well, yeah, because bullet outpaced laser every time. Oh, sure. I mean, do you know how many times the lasers missed Luke Skywalker? Every time. Every time. And lasers, am I wrong? They shoot at the speed of light? Yes. So th- when you shoot it, it should appear at the same time, right? Uh, actually, yeah. It should, when you press the button, uh-huh. it should be at you. It should be, yeah. Yeah, so they wouldn't, you wouldn't see it go in a linear line towards yeah. you. It would be there immediately. Cause it's at the but speed the of thing light. is, in Star Wars, they didn't have lasers; they had blasters, kid. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They created their own stuff. Well, he's kind of smart about that. But you're right. You know, one time I was at a Star Trek convention, and the guy asked Gene Roddenberry, "Why did you make it a phaser instead of a laser?" Uh-huh. And Gene Roddenberry gave a very, very good answer. No, you cannot remember it. He said, "Suck my dick," and everyone clapped. And everyone applauded. <laughs> I just wish I could remember because I I have that same question and he answered it so eloquently it was like oh that's why oh well I mean let's come up <laughs> let's come up with a reason that maybe it would be really heavy maybe it's expensive it's a if every shift of if everyone in the federation had a laser and a laser cost like a thousand dollars that's there's a no lot money. yeah no there's no money in Star Trek world. But our military, people have to buy their own stuff, right? Yeah, well, they have to buy uh, their own armor 
I forget. Okay, look, we're okay. getting closer now. They think that they're, oh, it's just on the other side of this wall. And then it goes, oh, the, uh, the wall disappears. And guess what comes out? It's a Whoopi Goldberg uh, yeah. co-star. Hey, are we going to see a dinosaur? <laughs> yeah, uh, the thing is, I, I think it's funny that he wrote the movie with the dinosaur. And then the dinosaur. Of course, it's not speaking English, though. Oh, here he is. Do you know Teddy? This is Teddy's theater. I think he slept with the director because he shows up in the next movie. His next movie. Oh, Dino. You Brass. hear this um, buzzy noise from behind him? I think it's a Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's God Funking Zilla. That is a pretty decent Zilla. dinosaur. You know, dinosaurs, they're not really like this. They don't come in and roar, they usually sniff around, you know. Actually, I'm glad you have the sound up because the sound that's coming out of his mouth, listen to it. It's a lion if you listen to it. <laughs> it's a lion. Oh, all right. God, this director doesn't know what he's doing. I just don't believe it. I don't want to badmouth the director. I want him to come out of retirement and make another movie. And make another flop, another straight-to-video flop. If he said, hi, Internet, my name is the director of Theodore Roosevelt, and I'm kickstarting a new movie, I would get 10 bucks. No, but he should just say, hi, I wrote Last Starfighter. Right. That's what he should do. Well, he, his name gets popped up every once in a while because the people, he owns the rights, you know, he probably owns some rights to that movie, and they would love to redo that movie. Uh-huh. With today's, um, like, yeah, Call uh, of Duty or some shit like that. Right. Um, what is it? Halo. Halo. You didn't kill a single monster in Undertale. That's why we like you to go to outer space and help with our peace process. <laughs> you built an amazing place in Minecraft. Can you come over to our terrain? <laughs> oh, the Roblox movie is so last. <laughs> the fucking Roblox movie. <laughs> Fuck Roblox. That went, that died quick. That was the biggest thing in the world. And then Minecraft said, we could do that so much better. No, but my daughter still plays uh, Roblox. Oh, it's, yeah? yeah? Oh, really? But, but there's, like, mini games where they're, like, guns. And there's, like, uh, you know, they have this constant yeah. text going. There's guns in that game. It's, like, such bullshit. It's not educational yeah, that, at all. I really loved Roblox and Minecraft because they would build these castles and... You know, they say, look, Daddy, and they show me their stuff. And I was like, in my head, I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, this is really creative. This is what video games should be. And the next thing you know, yeah, there's like zombies that you explode them, and there's guns. <coughs> yeah, what are they called? Like, there, there's creatures that walk around in Minecraft, and they are in robots. Oh, is it an or something right? like that? Yeah, I mean. Okay, so now they have felled the T-Rex. Uh, and they move on. Um, th also, there's a lot of bonding going on with the nerd. Like, maybe you're not such a bad guy after all, you know? But the, the romance never occurs between male and lady uh, nerds. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't oh, really no, car, car, become... Yeah, car guy. I mean. Okay, so when they discover her, she's still knocked out, which does not make sense. But he revives her, and there's love there. And then Harlan disappears into the time warp, and Ellie's very concerned, like, we'll never see him again. And then when he comes back, there's love. But that's as far as it goes. 
it's supposed to be like at the end, like, will you go steady with me or something? Like, I'll take a nerd chick over a glamour chick anytime. Something. Hey, I know, buddy. But now they're shooting lasers at each other. So it's Feature Guy and Attila the Hunt are attacking the guys. This is kind of cool. I like the idea. And there's a huge <laughs> vortex that everyone in Arizona can see. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. The whole thing is is like this is going to suck up the whole world. And you know, we've got to turn the machine off. Right. But there are only three people in the world trying to stop this. That's what I like about those Transformer movies is that the whole world is threatened, but it's usually either Shia LaBeouf or Marky Mark. <laughs> Who, will, who are on it and will fix it. Or maybe All there's some alone. military crew. There's Josh Duchanel from the first four movies. Hey, man, you better back off. He'll show up. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, because, Mike, I want to remind you that there's all those first responders outside. There's ambulance, firemen. Yeah, right. Uh, police. Nobody uh, walked in the school. Nobody's at the school. There's all this commotion. What yeah. is that stuff in there? Just wait till the chief gets here. We need a warrant. But you could say they're doing Abbott and Costello, right? They're just doing shtick. Where the goofy... Okay, so here is uh, the desk where the thing's plugged in. Right. You can see it shooting off into some... I don't know. Are they doing Ghostbusters? What? Maybe they're Ghostbusters. See, that's what I was saying. Like, a lot of this animation looks like... Ghostbusters, you know, but they're, was, they're kibitzing in the background while this is happening. Ghostbusters was what year? It was 80... 84. Or, or, 84, uh, and the okay. sequel was like 89. Now he sees Ellie, and he's like, my nerd love. <laughs> now she has been knocked out all this time. Right. And he's just like, I'll revive you, like, by just like being here. Because I'm here, you'll wake up. <laughs> so you look, he goes... It's tender. Oh, She's yeah. Like, wake up, Ellie. Never, I mean, all these explosions and stuff. That didn't wake her up, but. This is, uh, yeah, that, well, she's up and I'm carrying her. <laughs> oh, this is another thing. This is like all these crazy electrical jolts everywhere, but they're not going to hit them. He can <laughs> carry, right, he can carry right an through. unconscious body over, with, over across the way. So I thought she woke up, but she is she going to wake up now? She's acting. There she goes. What the? Who's the? What? what? Well, the problem about the Jews are... Wait a minute. I'm not at my meeting. What? I'm okay now. Yeah. I'm all the way better. I don't even have a headache. <laughs> well, congratulations. You're now the fourth Ghostbuster. Not Ernie... Uh... Uh, There's a steady paycheck in it. Did you ever see a movie called (laughs) Evolution? Orlando Jones and uh, uh, David Duchovny, and it was the same director as Ghostbusters, and they were kind of Mm -hmm. doing... Even when they attacked the crazy, super occulty, apocalyptic thing, they were first responders in the background. Uh Uh-huh. And they still let them... Yeah, I mean, like, in this movie, I understand they're on an adventure, but at least you could have, like, fire... I don't know people arriving to help now i okay so harlan is like i've got to unplug the machine right so that's why he's running in there they're spending millions of dollars on really boring looking special effects that's what the internet was talking about like Uh, this movie relies on its special effects instead of its plot 
it was horrible script, a terrible plot. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not fun to watch, you know. Well, we're at the end, so that's good news. Right, so maybe it's just for Barman. So that's... now he will be successful in turning it off, but he gets sucked into the void. <sighs> I hate that. I know. It's something to be uh, avoided. Ah! <laughs> Avoid the void. At all costs, avoid the void. Unless you're a Buddhist. I saw a movie this morning called Enter the Void. It's two and uh-huh. a half. It's two and a half hours of a guy's dead soul traveling around. A guy's soul? Yeah, it's a guy who sells DMT, and he go he smokes DMT, and you see you experience DMT, and then he gets shot, and his really? spirit floats around for the rest of the movie, and it goes into his past and into his future. Oh, I I recommend it. It's uh. Okay, what's it called? Enter the Void. And is it on YouTube or something? No, but I'm sure you can find it streaming. I I, t- I just okay. watched the Blu-ray of it. It's out there. DMC. It's on IFC. If you have IFC, they produced it, and they they tend to show that. So okay, it's, I'll check it out. Yeah, but it's a DMT fascinates me. DMT the drug? Yeah. Oh, interesting, Carl. Okay, he's back. All right. Oh, hey, my hey, love. Michael. My best friend. And then the nerd is like, the guy I'm now bonding with. He's back. Are you okay? I am not gay, but it's okay. Well, I mean... are, are you gay? No, I said, are you okay? <laughs> I am not gay. <laughs> is are that what? Okay? Is that what? No, it's not okay to be gay. Is that what you say when some woman talks to you? Are you okay? No, I'm not gay. Are you gay? <laughs> Finally, here comes one police car. Ah, oh, look. Uh, Let me help. Here comes, uh, yeah, well, here comes, yeah, everyone's here, finally. All right, I take Put it back. Put this ladder up. <laughs> right away. Walk, <laughs> walk around the fire. Uh, yes, sir. Okay, now Dennis Hopper will reappear. And when he does, he's in the exact same outfit of Easy Rider. Apparently, he went back to the 60s, and he went to Woodstock, and he did a whole tour... Oh, so he of used the space-time travel to go back to the Hippieville. Of his youth, yeah. Now, then he gets arrested for some reason by the cop, and they blame the dynamite on him. Oh, that's bad news. Meanwhile, his, his students, oh, right now they're saying, I guess we're friends, and his glasses are off. Okay. Meanwhile, the students don't stop and say, why are you arresting Bob? You know, they right. don't come to his aid at all. Doesn't make sense. Now, when you say students, you're talking about the kids who stole a police car, ran out of uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, jail, stole a police car, and then tied up dynamite to... Uh... Oh, here he is. Yeah, the same outfit as Easy Rider. Power, power, children. Beetle concerts and I war rallies. I'll be in shit. <laughs> what happened to you? I was blasting through the warp on a time tour of the 60s. I don't know what even to say, man. Like, I mean, trip and trip, man. He's got his mustache. And he's doing Apocalypse Now talk. Robert Roberts Esquire to you, honky. That a fact. Well, Miss Esquire, where the hell have you been? Woodstock. Boinker. Woodstock. Woodstock? What's Woodstock? Okay, Captain Kirk. Well, it's not Boston Pops. 
Are you gonna name your science project? It's not us festival. <laughs> it's that lot of losers. The world is not ready for space and time. It's so only he's for saying, such rare individuals destroy as the machine. And the future is a groove, man. I made sure of that. It's a funky valley eye. Dennis Hopper's awesome. Why is he getting arrested? It doesn't make any sense. It's a serious crime, uh, blowing up a, a power station with a fucking dynamite. Okay, so here we have Harlan doing what Dennis Hopper said, destroying the device. But he's not. He's throwing it back in the fallout shelter. Yeah. So it can get discovered in the future and wreck everybody's day again? It doesn't make any sense. Well, also, if you had it and you destroy, and the whole world is aware of it, shouldn't you just hand it over to the authorities, honestly, mm-hmm. give it to yeah, the United sure. Nations? Here you go, United Nations. You fucking figure it out. I'm done. Yeah, you figure it out, scientists. But okay. no, this movie makes no sense. Now, the internet speculated maybe Disney thought they were going to probably have a sequel. But what would happen, so, Carl? First of all, he was going to fail his science project because he threw it away. Right? He fucking yeah. got his teacher. Hey, here's the plot. Uh, as your teacher, I want you to do a science project. Well, here's my science project. You're going to be arrested for dynamite explosion. And the school, <laughs> your all your entire school is going to be destroyed. And I'm not going to hand it in. Is he going to hand <laughs> it in, the science project, at the end? What the fuck? Um, now, we, I think we might be getting the love wrap-up. But I don't think so. Well, he parked the car outside somewhere in Arizona. It's supposed to be like, this is the scene in which now they are get together, but pretty much they've always been getting together, right? There was right. no tension. Michael, how is that lucky? I mean, if you walked into town, the whole world would know that your car broke. It's just a car. Right? Oh. <clears throat> uh, what's what? Can you turn up the sound? Oh, what's, it's, what's it's way up. Going on? Well, they. Uh, oh no, he's leaving. He's like what you said. He he's leaving the car there, but the car is still supersonic as they walk away. Yeah. He, oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, what that's what's going what on. Now the, the camera goes up to down. the stars. And he, now, the way it's supposed to be in films, it's at the end of the film. Yes. You show how the hero has changed. Right. But. How in the world has the hero... The movie had nothing to do with him getting over his fear of embarrassment that he's not a gearhead. I don't know. This movie was horribly written. Okay, so the end credits are just showing stills from the movie we watched. No, no, no. The end credits are showing stills. You're right. But there are interesting things here. We will now see two or three scenes that didn't make the movie. Fuck. You fucking With Fisher being funny. We'll also see these stills are are often not here, but yeah. often like second takes and like that, like that right there was never in the film. Oh, with her sticking on the car like that? Yeah. Or them at a cafeteria? But that was yeah, right. Yeah. Now there's going to be scenes in the ca- here. This this didn't make the film. Right, but they're showing they're now showing hey, footage, outtakes, yeah. I guess. What are you looking at? Oh, he's stealing the sausage. Yeah. Instead of paying for it, he's stealing it. Ha ha. That didn't make the film, but it can be in the credit. My science project. You know how they can end this film? With the science fair. It's the tubes, by the way. Oh, I love the tubes. They did the songs for Modern Problems. 
Uh, yes, that's right. The tubes are all over this film. Um, oh, I like the tubes. They're San Francisco band, of course. That's another. Look, also, Alf, David look, Johansson. Look, orchestrations. Alf, Cl- Alf Clauston. That's the guy from The Simpsons that just got fired. Uh huh. Did you know they fired him? After no. 30 years, they, they're no longer going with an orchestra. Makeup is by Zoltan. That's actually part. The internet talks about that. He's got a last name, by the way. Zoltan uh, but does. He just, yeah. yeah, he's got a last name, and he's in other films. But in this film, he was like, "No, I'm Zoltan. That's it, Zoltan." He's a weirdo guy. They were, the internet was all talking about him. They're like, "Okay, Zoltan, calm down. We'll make it just Zoltan. Good." Right, here we go. Another. Sh- yeah, here's another. Nice. You little weasel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> These are coming. So we have to stay in the theater. You know, it's weird. Uh, I went to see this in the movie theater, Carl, and I went up to the ticket vendor, and I said, one for my science project. And he said, well, should, should you buy tickets off yourself? Because it's my... What? Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's my... Yeah, because it's... <laughs> Right. No, this is by science project. You have to pay. Yeah. Well, I want to know. It's your science project. Now, in the end here, he also does that hi, mom thing. Right. You hear the sound of the the, the engine, and the internet says it looks like he's moving, that it has motion. I didn't see that. I did see it said additional voices by uh, Frank Welker. Who does one of the voices of the Transformers in that movie? He's he's uh-huh. he's been doing uh, animal voices for movies and cartoons for years, as well as a uh, voice talent. See, it's a special place for the biomedical studies class. I don't, I don't. Yeah. The okay, I think we're gonna see Hi Mom now. Okay, cool. And just tell me if you see motion. It's supposed to be implied motion as you hear the engine. All right. The alien engine. Buena Vista. See, it's Disney. Dennis Hopper was the... Yeah, Buena Vista, right? Right. There. Do you see motion? No. It's just the picture at the end. Buena Vista, I think it's the street that Disney Corporation's on. Or probably the town. Well, we did it, people. We watched My Science Project. <laughs> She's one in a million. One in a million paychecks. Yeah. <laughs> They got like 16 members of the tubes. They, you know, they got to make a living. Uh, what, one of the million paychecks, I mean. One of a million paychecks. Because they did like, can't move in. I'm going to see, I'm going to find the uh, music. We're not leaving yet. We're going to listen to Modern Problems by the Tubes. Okay. The, the director of Modern Problems passed away. Ken Shapiro. Oh. He directed uh, Groove Tube. Modern Problems. Problems. I just spelled that with an R. Tubes. Okay, here we go. So we just heard the tube singing the song to My Science Project, and here is their song to Gonna Get It Next Time by the Tubes. Carl, where can people find you? Uh, right now, I've got nothing scheduled uh, into the new year. 
I'll uh, be having dates. But I tell you this. Yeah. I got Waterman going on. I'm close to the end. Oh, that's so terrific, man. It's making me yeah. laugh. I don't want to give anything away, but Carl is doing a uh, uh, pilot a called pilot. Water, pilot called Waterman, and it's fucking yeah. funny stuff. So. Uh, it's all spec. Well, very cool. You know, I'll, I'm uh, doing a Christmas show at Kavika's Ocean Beach Deli next Sunday. Uh, I'll definitely mention it on the air next week. And you can find me. Uh, I just did two shows at the Pyramidy Radio on Friday. So if you're following Pam Tastic's Club Comedy Clubhouse uh, feed or the Happy Hour, you could probably find me if you're if you're interested. And uh, yeah, a bunch of shows next week. Hang on one sec. I just uh... very nice. I, I used to, I know this song. That's the way you feel. <laughs> can't believe the they're fuck. Fri- they're from Frisco? Yeah, they are. They uh, they used to do big, they have like big stage numbers. Weren't they in um, Xanadu or, or uh, they were they in the that? Two? I think that's a little early for them. No, what about, Am I uh, wrong? Give My Regards to Broad Street, was that them? No. <laughs> no, but I think they show up in Xanadu. You're not going to play the, uh, the the music from the video game again. No, I'm not. Yeah, I loved it. You're set up for that part. Oh, yeah. No, I was rocking out <laughs> to the tubes doing Modern Problem. Okay, God, that was close. Well, everyone, so let me tell you what the movie is next week. How about that? Yes, yes, yes. Let me write this down. All right. Well, let me make sure I have uh, the right name of it. This is a, it's something funny about this show is that it's called Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube, and I just could not find this movie on YouTube. However, no, no, don't announce it, Mike. No. No, hang on, it. let me finish. So I told Carl that it's on Vimeo, and Carl said, <laughs> Mike, the show is called Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I found it. Do- I found it on YouTube. I found oh, this movie. Ah, oh, thank God. Oh, thank so next week I would love to watch. It couldn't happen here from 1987, aka the Pet Shop Boys movie. Here, 1987. Yeah, aka the Pet Shop Boy movie. <laughs> yeah, call the police. There's a madman around. Underground, chewing up tables like a western bar. <laughs> oh, I have to tell you, my father. So I'm watching the video to uh, I've got the brains, you got the broads, let's make lots of m- m- money. And my father, he goes, That is so anti Semitic. He was like, Yeah, he was, got really offended. He goes, This is this song's anti Semitic. Fuck this song. <laughs> He was really offended by that. Uh, so yeah, we love the Pet Shop Boys, and they did a movie, and it's not oh, very yeah, watchable. It's not that watchable, uh, but we but want we're to watch gonna it. Do it. Yeah, let's do it. You know, because when, otherwise you'd have to like get a whole new blog spot with Vimeo and a yeah, yeah, new yeah. iTunes with well, Vimeo. I, maybe I'm maybe so I will. I'll branch YouTube. out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to start researching now, tonight. Do you ever hear their their, uh, Always on My Mind cover? The remix? Where it goes, You mean the... the... Willie Nelson. Really? It goes, You're always on my mind. You're always on my house. Do, 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 do. Yeah. That is funny. I don't like You're Always on My Mind because it's like, that's not what the love interest needed. She needed him like you were always. Tell me I that your you true love will be mine, will be mine. 
Oh, you're not you a romantic. You're always at my kids' football game. You're always <laughs> at your kids' play. We always, That's what she needed. We always see each other at our kids' birthday parties. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's the movie we're going to watch next week. Ladies and gentlemen, Excellent. thank you so much for uh, being part of Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube. We love it that you're following us on your favorite podcast bullshit and that yeah. you're reading us when I update it on our blog spot and that you uh, rock out to Carl's music uh, as we do now. So thank you, Carl. Thank you, Mike. Yep. Thank- Everybody, donate to Mutiny Radio. Yeah. Bye. Do it now, losers. All right. Bye. <laughs> Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been That's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor.
ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So... I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside you can find counter offer and my offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. 
When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. Yes. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> L-S-D-Fap! 
This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016. We hope you'll join us any night at the Ah, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you were an audience member for happy hour pricing March 2nd through 6th at Asiento, 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an afternoon.